Hey there, and welcome to the Brave Marriage Podcast. I'm Kinsey Dozinski, a marriage therapist and relationship coach, and this podcast is a place for couples just like you who want to grow as individuals, do marriage with intention, and live mutually empowered, purposeful lives. I'm so glad you're joining us today. I hope you had a lovely four-day week last week. Evan and I had a wonderful time at the cabin the weekend before and are feeling refreshed as we head into fall, so I'm really thankful for that. Today, we are talking about how to have a do-over, and by that I mean we're going to learn exactly what to do once conflict has ensued. So often, we do the opposite of what we need to do in order to turn conflict into connection. So instead of doing more of the same thing that's not working, I want you to have the tools to do something different and better than you were doing before. But before we do, this episode is brought to you by my free research-based relationship quiz. Have you ever wanted a professional insider's look at your relationship? Well, I've created a short quiz that lets you in on the state of your relationship based on four different components of marital health. After taking the quiz, you'll receive an immediate score, plus a description of your score will be sent straight to your inbox, followed by one action step, next steps to take, and one prayer for your marriage. To get in on that free resource, just visit bravemarriage.com quiz. Again, that's bravemarriage.com quiz. So, how to have a do-over. Have you ever had a silly fight with your spouse where the following day you both felt so silly for having even thought about whatever it was in the first place? Did you go back and revisit it or did you just move on? The example that comes to mind in my own marriage happened last year when we had been moving something using my car and we had to lay the back seats down. Well, when Evan went to put the seats back up, the seat belt to the middle seat got weirdly stuck behind the compartment between the seat and the trunk that didn't even fold down. And to this day, we can't figure it out, but I remember getting so frustrated with him over that. Never mind that he was the one that got the furniture out of my car and was trying to put my seats back in place. Never mind that the same thing would have happened had I done it. I was short and snappy with him for seemingly no reason in that moment, but within the hour, we were actually processing it with some friends and ended up laughing about it because, you guys, it was so silly. And that's the point of a do-over with the petty fights we get into, that we would find grace for ourselves and each other and find the humor in our humanity. And as I'm thinking about it, that's probably why, when I noticed the seatbelt again this past weekend, Evan asked me, he was like, you don't remember when that happened? And that's exactly what he was referring to, was that silly fight last year. But mercifully, he didn't remind me of the fool I made of myself over that ridiculous seatbelt. So, thanks for your grace, babe. Alright, so what about a more serious fight? Where conflict ensued because of really strong feelings that you had in response to your partner doing something. Have you ever gone back and tried to have a do-over? Or have you just kept your negative cycle going? Well, today I want to give you a guideline for how to have a productive do-over so that you can potentially do something different and better for your relationship in the future. And let me start by saying you are not alone in having strong feelings or in letting stress or your defenses get the best of you, whether in small or big ways. Because 
We're human, guys. And yes, the Holy Spirit absolutely enables us to act in loving ways through the transformation of our hearts and minds. And still, grace abounds for those of us who are still growing and still being changed and transformed. So I believe I'd be doing you a disservice if I were to say, here's how to never have conflict again. Because as Les Parrott says, conflict is the price we pay for intimacy. So to try and eliminate it would be to encourage a false sense of oneness in your marriage. Furthermore, I'd also be doing you a disservice if I were to say, here's how to get it perfectly right, because I don't know what your exact relationship needs. I don't know the intricacies and complexities and nuances of your relationship. When I work with couples, I stick to researched principles and evidence-based techniques But every couple I work with is different. So sometimes our work requires experimentation and finding out what works best for them on a practical level. So today, as I explain how to have a do-over, I'm encouraging us to grow in grace using these principles as a guideline. Okay, ready? The first is calm down. Calm yourself. Because as we learned in episode 10, we can't think or talk or do anything productive if we're physiologically flooded. Meaning when we're shaky, when we feel hot, when we feel defensive and triggered. Because the rational reasoning center of our brain shuts down to focus all the energy on the protective part of our brain. So as we talked about, take 20 to 60 minutes, whatever works best for you and your spouse, to do something to calm yourself. Now, once you've done that, once you feel in control of yourself and your emotions again, the next thing you need to do is share your heart. And this will look different for each person, depending on your personality. So I was just learning from an Enneagram expert who explained that there are three primary ways that we process and respond to conflict. So one-third of the population tends to verbally or outwardly process. Okay, so these people just need to get it out to express their feelings and frustrations, which is great, right? Because you always know where that person stands. However, the caution for these types is to express yourself without blaming, correcting, or putting your partner down, and also being aware of your emotional intensity, especially after the initial conflict has ensued and you're trying to have a do-over. Another third of the population tends to reason objectively about what just happened, okay? That's their way of regaining control over themselves and feeling reconciled in relationship. And rationality is great too, right? But the caution for these types is to acknowledge hurt feelings rather than dismiss them. It's to get in touch with your heart and emotions as you make sense of your conflict. And the last third of the population tends to look for the positive while dismissing the negative. So taking a positive perspective can be great, but the caution for these types is not to confuse positivity and passivity. It's to be honest with yourself and absolutely don't stop seeing the positive, but just be sure you're addressing the anger or the hurt underneath. And for a refresher on how to share your heart, please go back and listen to episode 8 because sharing your heart does not mean criticizing, condemning, blaming, or shaming your spouse, but instead expressing yourself from your own point of view, using I statements only, and sharing from a place of vulnerability, not protection. 
Now, you want to take turns sharing your hearts and note that this is not about keeping score or figuring out who was right or wrong, but about knowing each other better so that you can learn to do something differently in the future. The third principle of having a do-over is take responsibility. Whether you started the conflict or not, you play a role in it. Now, you might be thinking, well, actually, Kinsey, I try to avoid conflict with my spouse, even if he or she tries to start it with me. And my response to that is, if you remember from episode 11, that conflict is a mental struggle between competing values, desires, and expectations. So if you disagree with your spouse or have any sort of internal reaction, you're engaged in your pattern of conflict, which happens to be to avoid. Okay, so the absence of an argument doesn't mean you're not conflicted with each other. It just means you're potentially reacting to conflict in a way that leads to distance, not connection. So if that's you, and that's my tendency too, by the way, then take responsibility for avoiding your spouse and acknowledge the triggers and defenses that led to that reaction. On the other hand, if you tend to engage quickly in conflict, Take responsibility for any harsh or unhelpful remarks that may have contributed to the conflict conversation going downhill. And here's why we do this. One, because it's the emotionally mature thing to do. And two, because it demonstrates our humility and trustworthiness to our partner. If I never take responsibility for my part in the equation, How much closeness and connection do you think that will foster in my marriage? And by the way, in marriages where responsibility is always deflected onto one partner, even if the couple seems close, that's not intimacy. That's one spouse over-functioning while the other subtly or not so subtly manipulates to get out of dodge. Just saying. So, next is say you're sorry and I forgive you when appropriate. Again, It doesn't matter whether you're right, and it doesn't matter whether you meant to hurt your spouse or not. If your spouse feels hurt, say, I'm sorry, I see how that was hurtful to you. Now, some people will disagree with me on this point. Some people strongly believe that if they've not wronged or transgressed anyone intentionally, that hurt feelings are the other person's problem to deal with. Therefore, they will go to the grave refusing to say they're sorry because they wholeheartedly believe that they have no part in another person's subjective feelings. And so there's a whole field of therapy that believes this, but this can also be a common difference culturally between northern United States and southern United States. So southerners are much more likely to say they're sorry, and northerners are much more likely as sweeping generalizations, which isn't always helpful, but to not say they're sorry. Okay, so if you see that dynamic in your marriage, that's probably where it's coming from. But what I will often ask couples in moments like those is, how's that working for you? (laughs) How's that working for you in your marriage? Is that bringing you closer and more interdependent or creating distance and isolation? Just something to ponder and ask your spouse specifically if you're someone who holds that stance. Is it worth it? And then close the loop by forgiving your spouse, by showing them grace and letting them off the hook. And by that, I mean the hook they're attached to in your mind. And I'm not talking about letting your spouse off the hook for chronic behaviors that are harming your relationship. 
Marriage is a place for accountability, not martyrdom, lest that be left unclear. But when it comes to having a do-over after your typical conflict has occurred, be sure to say I forgive you so that you can move forward together. Which brings me to the final principle. Talk about what you both can do differently the next time. Tell each other what you plan to do differently based on your own self-awareness and reflection. And tell each other what you would like them to do differently and how you would like to feel as a result. So here's what not to say. Don't say, I'm glad you see the error of your ways. Next time, you should talk to me like this because that's the way I deserve to be treated. So even if that's true, do you see how that statement is laced with judgment and pride? Instead, say, in the future, I would really appreciate if you handled it like this. I think if you were to do that, it would lead me to feeling or behaving in this way, which would get both of us out of our negative cycle. Does that make sense? And if you guys have any questions about this or anything I've covered in this episode, again, always feel free to DM me on Instagram or reach out via email. All right, friends, your action step for today is to download the free six-page PDF I've created that walks you through what to be aware of in conflict. So I know that's a hefty PDF, but I thought it would make more sense to you if I held out to combine the past several episodes to better understand yourself and your spouse in conflict. And you can get that PDF by visiting bravemarriage.com slash 015. Again, that's bravemarriage.com slash 015. And I'll have that linked in the show notes as well. Until next week, my prayer for your marriage is that God's grace would abound in your life and marriage and that his Holy Spirit would fully equip you to turn your heart toward your spouse so that every moment of conflict becomes an opportunity for greater connection. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Love is not a battle Love is not a bond Love is just as fragile as it is